This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold on the Dustin Gold Standard right here at pain.tv slash gold. And folks, 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 we, I just went down this rabbit hole here because I wanted to review this article that Lars Butler wrote in 2016 and show you guys what the mind of one of uh, Peter Thiel's investment recipients is uh, thinking. I mean, I thought it was creepy enough that this guy was building the mind-twinning technology, but now that we've gone into the 42 reasons why he advocates for autonomous AI killer robots, um, I'm a little frightened, to be honest. Or am I supposed to be a, feel safe and secure to know that all of these killer autonomous robots are walking the face of the earth? I think we're deeper into the technocracy of the fourth industrial revolution than uh, than I had uh, than I had ventured to guess, folks. So let's finish this up, really. Come on, because uh, what we're gonna do is. Um, I'm going to finish this up. I'm going to show you a little bit more on Thiel, and then I'm going to put out a show. Normally, the the show goes out Thursday night, I think, which is Friday mornings, and then that's it. But I am going to record a show tomorrow because we're going to wrap up on what I need to get out there for you for Thiel so that next week we can start into, I think I'm going to do Operation Paperclip next week. I think I want to go there. I think we need to do it. I think we've reached the time to get into paperclip because it's going to connect a lot of dots and you're going to start to see all these pieces you know fit together like a giant puzzle so let's finish this up here folks number 30 a growing number of applications require human machine teaming and collaboration letting each do what it does best but also quote imposing new requirements on the underlying team technologies end quote 31, the study concludes that, quote, the DOD must accelerate its exploitation of autonomy, end quote, both to, quote, realize the potential military value and to remain ahead of adversaries who will exploit its operational benefits, end quote. And remember, remember Deepak Chopra, who is also partnered with this guy who wrote this Lars Butler and who uploaded his brain to the AI foundation, which Lars Butler controls and Deepak Chopra in the 2011 movie about Ray Kurzweil had said that essentially these technocrats, these transhumanists had to utilize these technologies the mind uploading the nanobots in the body the ability to have some kind of a suit uh, a neural link chip in your head that injects you know chemicals into your body because 
it could get into the hands of the wrong people. As he said, we've sort of exited this idea of survival of the fittest into the survival of the wisest, and that these guys had to utilize this technology to their benefit before, like the wrong people got a hold of it. Who's that, us? Number 32, to date, of all great powers, only the United States and the United Kingdom have policies on autonomous weapon systems. They allow research but limit deployment. The United States policy has back doors, however, and the military can use autonomy if deemed necessary. There are no consistent guidelines for research and development and above all training and testing. See, folks, I'm reading to you what this guy wrote. But the fact that I dug this up for you and I'm reading it to you, it saves you the trouble of having to read this yourself. Plus, we tie it into the technocracy and transhumanism that we are uncovering and researching, dissecting and analyzing over here. So I hope you appreciate uh, the work that goes into the back end on finding this stuff. Number 33, entering the artificial intelligence robotic chain reaction. We will see further dramatic breakthroughs in autonomous self-learning systems. Self-learning autonomy will be superior in many, like most, strategic and tactical aspects of warfighting and sooner than people project literally. While U.S. policy highlights verification and validation, learning systems are not fully predictable. 34. Anecdotally, when we built the Rift dynamic game world at Tryon, okay, that's his uh, video game company. And remember, he said in the beginning, sort of video games are on the forefront of creating sort of this wargaming technology. When we built the Rift dynamic game world at Tryon, we pioneered fully data-driven, server-based, and much more advanced artificial intelligence for non-player characters, NPCs, Oh, which has become a meme, right? All the Karens, all the people walking around with their COVID masks or NPCs, non-player characters. So he says, uh, this is important, so... Uh, anecdotally, when we built the Rift dynamic game world at Tryon, we pioneered fully data-driven, server-based, and much more advanced artificial intelligence for non-player characters in a non-linear, dynamic, virtual environment. We quickly encountered unpredictable so-called emerging behavior. One classic example was a beach with crocodiles roaming and killing crabs. Later, we found crabs teaming up, swarming, so to speak, and killing crocodiles without ever being programmed to. It's like the Matrix, folks. It's like the Matrix. Go back, rewind, listen to that part again. Number 35. In other words, classic verification and validation is necessary, but not sufficient in nonlinear, dynamic evolving learning systems and in which in any case are alien intelligence as much as artificial intelligence as they quote reason end quote along different paths than humans have other sensors and other data sources than us, operate on different contextual assumptions, and lack aspects of environmental, uh, environmental and ethical awareness. 36. Autonomous weapon systems need to be trained and tested, a.k.a. red-teamed, at all stages of development and deployment. 
The best and only feasible approach is to, quote, play, end quote, through the uh, widest possible range of scenarios in an ever more complex, nonlinear, dynamic virtual, a.k.a. game, world, and to record and analyze all, quote, training missions, end quote, and all learning process. You know how I told you that games especially stuff like Minecraft and Roblox, these Second Life games, Minecraft being owned by Microsoft and Bill Gates. Oh, yeah, they're not just games, folks. They are test pilots. They are beta testing stuff. They are tracking you. They are pulling analytics. They are gaining data. We are the guinea pigs. We are the trainers for their systems. Number uh, 37, by constantly playing during research and development and beyond, key aspects of behavior can be emphasized or eliminated. With ever more detailed world models, the effectiveness of adversary actions and autonomous counteractions can be evaluated and vulnerabilities found. Number 38, as development progresses, all training missions should take place in worlds of ever greater complexity and fidelity as well as ever more extreme scenarios to catch potential outliers and unforeseen reactions. This can only be done in dynamic game, game worlds as training and testing environments. Number 39, when things deviate from acceptable outcomes, autonomous weapon systems must allow humans at all times to immediately intervene, correct, and terminate actions keeping them at least, if not in the action loop, then in the information reaction and accountability loop. Very similar to when I read the emails to you with Rob Mallory of the Artificial Intelligence Foundation, where they wanted one of my actors to be in this human loop so that if their AI robot puppet could not pull from their like sort of AI brain database and it got stuck, a human could interject to fill in the blank and answer a question from, say, a panelist. And I showed you Lars Butler on a panel with these mind twins. So that's what he's talking about there. But eventually humans get removed from the equation altogether. Number 40, finally, all autonomous weapon systems must be fully audit capable and must preserve, record, and transmit all their actions faithfully and in all available detail. Back to what, AI? Back to your mind twin, Lars? Uh, number 41, autonomous weapon systems are inevitable. Well, they're inevitable because the people like Lars Butler, the people like Peter Thiel, the people like Elon Musk, the guys who have the money and the power and the influence and the orders from the government to build them are building them. And that's why they're inevitable, because they've already made the decision. Just like they said, artificial intelligence, transhumanism, mind uploading, it's all inevitable. The brain chip is inevitable. Of course, it's inevitable because you guys are building it. And similar to cyber, nuclear, mines, chemical, and biological weapons, the United States must lead the development of international rules of engagement. I always love this one. We first need to proactively build consensus among our allies in a shared vision, as well as research and development, training and testing, and deployment guidelines for artificial intelligence, autonomy, and robotics. Again, how many times do I have to show this to you guys? The guys building it then want to tell us it's dangerous 
and then want to be the governors of the governing body that they govern to govern the systems and the technology and the killer robots and the brain chips and the artificial intelligence and the transhumanist robot walkers, whatever the hell. They want to be the governors who govern it, who sit on the governing board. Uh, and on top of it, they give money to the politicians who sit on the committees that oversee the governors of the governing body that they're governing. You see how it works, folks? They're gods. I mean, they want to be gods. They're setting themselves up to be gods. And finally, number 42, we must work with and establish new international regulatory bodies to agree and legislate all aspects of autonomous weapon systems and strictly enforce such new laws and binding agreements. Folks, I'm kidding. That was actually a uh, pitch for the new Terminator film. And uh, I don't know. It sounds a little crazy. I wouldn't uh, invest in that film. Now, folks, that's real. That's Lars Butler, Artificial Intelligence Foundation, tied in with the NSA, tied in with the United States government, backed by Peter Thiel. That's him, folks. That's Peter Thiel. That's the people seeking immortality, also seeking to be the governors of the governing bodies that govern the killer robots that they are building and that they tell us are dangerous and that everyone in the world now has to agree to rules on how they're going to kill each other with killer robots that these people built. Ladies and gentlemen, if that is not a tangled web, I don't know what is. We'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold on the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back right here on pain.tv slash gold this is dustin gold and you're listening to the dustin gold standard ladies and gentlemen wow my head is spinning i don't know if those autonomous ai killer robots are actually going to seek us out and destroy us in our homes but shit they just blew my mind right out of my head because that was some crazy stuff was it not I know it was sort of painstaking. You're like, what the hell are we talking about? But no, this stuff is out there, folks. And if I didn't bring it to you, you probably wouldn't have heard about it. And so I think it's important that uh, that you do, to be honest. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that, um, that I think uh, you need to hear about. You need to understand this technology is real. It's out there. But again, the silver lining is that it's all run on their satellites, it's all run off of internet. It's a fake cyber world built around to try to try to encase and try to control and try to lock down the natural world, the creator's creation. And that is actually what uh, these guys are doing. Obviously, what they're after. You have Peter Thiel sitting there and telling you that Transhumanism is pretty much the same thing as Christianity. Hey, we promise the same thing. I'm God. I'm God. Just come right over to me. Folks, I found this other clip. And this is also from the Veritas Forum. 
And this is Peter Thiel talking a little bit more. It'll just give you a little more insight to Thiel. Because as soon as we finish up this clip, I'm just going to show you another way that Peter Thiel is sort of collecting minions that he's sending out there into the real world to build, you know, government prison planet technology. And then tomorrow, I'm going to do a show. We're going to wrap up on Thiel. I decided over the break. And then, yeah, I'm I'm almost 100% sure we're going to pop over to Operation Paperclip for at least one show uh, for the beginning of next week. And I also believe I'll be filling in for Commander Payne on Monday on the Thomas Payne podcast. I believe that is the plan, at least as of right now. But when we finish up the show on Thiel tomorrow, I am going to lay out for you uh, quickly sort of how he hedges his bets, how he's involved in uh, you know both sides of every coin, and how the guy cannot be trusted. He's just some crazy crony corporatist or you know, one of the most villainous men that ever walked the face of the earth. But he's involved in a lot of dangerous technology, his quest for immortality, his quest to play God, to be God, is very evident. Let's, well, let's watch this clip of Theo right now. Uh, we have a pretty serious crisis of um, imagining the future at all in, in many ways. And, uh, and uh, it's, generally, uh, it's generally portrayed in, um, in uh, all these sort of rather bleak, uh, dismal ways. You, uh, if you, um, you know, the, the, um, you know I'm, I'm very pro-technology. I think there's sort of many, uh, many ways that uh, uh, progress in technology is uh, critical for, uh, for a better future on, on many different levels. But if- Okay, and that's where, like, if you were interviewing me, okay, progress for the future. Well, what is progress for the future? What is progress for the future? Because locking down the entire world under a prison planet that is able to exist because of technology and because of the technocratic scientists and engineers building it, I would think that's regress. Like putting the world uh, under slavery would be regress, not progress. So I'd ask him how technology is actually going to uh, you know, press, progress us towards a better future. If you, um, if you look at, sort of, if you want to get sort of a sense of the zeitgeist, if you look at... Uh all the science fiction movies that are made in Hollywood, um, they almost all portray a future that doesn't work, where technology uh, destroys people. You have robots killing people like the Terminator. You have, uh, we're all plugged into the Matrix, uh, Avatar, Elysium. Well, geez, Peter, I don't know. Did you ever read the dissertation by Lars Butler, who you invested in? I don't know, the guy who's building the mind-twinning software for you? where people can upload their brains called the end of humanity. And then he writes his dissertation about these robots that you're talking about walking around the world and just killing people, killing other humans with no other human interaction. I don't know, Peter, you see, he's a double talking forks, uh, fork tongue snake. This guy, he, this, this is who he is. Folks. Are you listening to him after the stuff we've been reviewing? Do you see why I, I hate this man so much? Watched the uh, Gravity movie the other day. You would never want to go into outer space. You'd be very happy to be back on a <laughs> on a muddy planet somewhere, a muddy island somewhere. And um, and 
oh yeah we don't want to go to space we want to go back to a muddy island so if you hate this place so much peter thiel why do you want to live forever oh i want to live forever so that i can go buy a not muddy island on mars i want to live forever because i'm not going to have children because i'm gay i mean what do you want to live forever for why do you want to crush other humans? Why are you working with the CIA? Why are you working with NSA? Why are you working with the IRS and the FBI and DHS and CDC and Health and Human Services? What are you working with all these people that just step on the necks or just boots on the neck of regular people? If uh, you want to live forever, so what? You could be the world's greatest god tyrant? Seriously. Listen to his BS. I think that uh, that this, um, and so I do think there is uh, there is this sort of sense that uh, we um, we no longer uh, have as much as much confidence about the future being um, you know being a, a a better place. Now I now I I'm you know very hopeful about the future. I'm not sort of utopian or um, you know sort of indefinitely optimistic. Uh, I think that. Uh, I disagree with sort of the Ray Kurzweil formulation where the singularity is near and we have these exponential technological curves and all that we need to do is sort of sit back um, in a movie theater, eat popcorn, and watch the movie of the future unfold. Okay, right, 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 right. So that's good that he said that. But remember, back in 2006 up to like 2012, he was backing the Singularity Institute, speaking at the Singularity Summit. As recent as last year, he came out and made this statement at a conference that, um, you know, kind of poo-pooing the idea of the transhumanism stuff. But folks, he's invested in Neuralink, the brain chip company. He's invested in BlackRock Neurotech, which is another brain chip company. I believe there's a third company now. It's kind of come up on my radar, but I've got to do a little more investigation on that. He's backing the mind twinning software. So what he basically was saying was he wasn't against the ideas of Ray Kurzweil. He was against the ideas of sitting back and watching man and machine merge he's talking about grabbing a hold and being part of creating the singularity being part of the human human evolution of humans that's what he's involved with while he's partnered with every government agency out there and so i think these questions about the future um it's i, I don't think the future is this thing that just exists but i think it's this, uh it's something that uh we should always talk about in terms of human agency, and uh, it's always a matter of choices about what sort of a future we want to create. And I think that's always a constructive conversation to have. Yeah. Well, who the hell is he? They don't talk about who the hell is he having a conversation with about what we or they or whoever he's talking about want the future to be? Because the vast majority of stuff that he's doing is in partnership with the government in secret in contracts. And there is no one, not you, not me, who had any say in whatever kind of freaky prison planet, technocratic transhumanist matrix that he and his uh, partners are building. Let me show you this, folks, up on the screen. We touched on this briefly. This is important here. This is the Thiel Fellowship. You could go to it, T-H-I-E-L, fellowship.org. And I showed you, uh, you know, what basically what the Thiel Fellowship is, right? He gives out a $100,000 grant to you to drop out of college to work on 
whatever crazy Frankenstein technology he likes that you're developing. And so Maria Albanese has been digging into this, and there's a couple of characters we're looking at that I'm not ready to do stories on yet. Um, one of which is really big, but he doesn't even show up on this list. But let me just show you. We're over now on Wikipedia. And notable recipients. You've got Alexander Wang, co-founder of Scale AI and world's youngest billionaire as of 2022. These are recipients of the Thiel Fellowship. So now these are like his minions that he plucks out of college and then funds them to work on technologies for him. It's sort of like, I mean, in a sense, a little bit, I don't know, like a, like we'll call it the Thiel Youth, maybe. You know, like a, like a hit, like, I don't want to say Hitler, we'll call it the Thiel Youth Program. Alexander Wang, 2016, co-founder of Scale AI and world's youngest billionaire as of 2022. Laura Deming, 2011, founder and partner at Longevity Fund. Dale J. Stevens, 2011, founder of Year On, formerly Uncollege, a gap year program with training and work skills and life skills. Dylan Field, 2012, co-founder and CEO of Figma. Taylor Wilson, 2012, the second youngest person to produce nuclear fusion. Uh, British... Agarwal, 2013, former or founder and CEO of OYO Rooms. Austin Russell, 2013, founder and CEO of Luminar Technologies and the world's youngest self-made billionaire as of 2021. Right? So he's got, you know, what, the second youngest billionaire, the first youngest billionaire, or, uh, you know, whatever here, right? Now, I just want to show you the way that Theo works, right? So now he's got this guy, Vitalak Buterin. In 2014, he was co-creator of Ethereum. And I don't know if people know what Ethereum is, but basically just think of it like Bitcoin, okay? It's different than Bitcoin and has different purposes than Bitcoin. But Peter Thiel plucks this guy out of college to work on Ethereum. And just up on the screen, I have just this uh, Vitalak uh, Buterin's you know, Wikipedia, short bio. I'm not going to go into depth on this guy. Uh, Buterin is a co-founder and inventor of Ethereum, described as a decentralized mining network and software development platform rolled into one that facilitates the creation of new cryptocurrencies and programs that share a single blockchain, a cryptographic transaction ledger. Now, just so you know, Ethereum is basically the system that is behind uh, the coming metaverse, okay? So Thiel plucks this dude out of college, gives him 100K. This guy goes and he works on Ethereum over the two years. Ethereum basically becomes the coin, the system behind the future metaverse, all right? All right, so that's what Thiel created. Now, this article comes out April 2022, a few months ago. And this is on CryptoNews.net. And I saw this on other, uh, on other uh, articles as well, okay? And here we go. Peter Thiel unleashes on Ethereum Warren Buffett and his enemies at Bitcoin 2022. So in this article, it goes into a speech that Peter Thiel was giving in Miami at the Bitcoin 2022 conference, okay? And Thiel goes into, you know, hammering the central banks, uh, banks all fine. That's how he gets his libertarian name, okay? Saying we're at the end of fiat money. Of course, 
A lot of us have been fighting against fiat money for a long time, but not to drive us into some kind of central bank digital currency system. So Thiel helps incubate that, sparks that with the creation of uh, Ethereum, the second most powerful uh, coin to Bitcoin. But Thiel rails now against it saying Bitcoin is not Ethereum as a payment system. It's not an e-gold. It's something like the S&P 500. It's the stock market as a whole. He says Bitcoin and Ethereum are these two extreme opposite ends of the spectrum. Bitcoin is low uh, velocity, high value, and Ethereum, high velocity. For Thiel, Ethereum's gas fees, which it's complicated, I want to get into, have to go down, and it has to become frictionless for it to work. So Thiel goes out there, and he's like publicly banging up Ethereum that he helped create eight years earlier. Just like I showed you where Peter Thiel... When Joe Rogan was supposedly feuding with Spotify, there was a backlash over him, you know, not getting on board with COVID 100%, which I told you that was that was a lie. Theo comes out through his company Rumble, which is Dan Bongino and a lot of these guys own that. And Rumble says, we'll give Rogan $100 million to leave Spotify, who had just given him $100 million right and creates this whole like spin up in the press and it makes rogan look rogan look like a rebel but rogan says he's going to stay with spotify because he's got them in check and everything they stood by him but it was Thiel on both sides Thiel's original investment in spotify he's he like he helped start spotify owns part of spotify has a lot of control in spotify while at the same time is backing rumble and tries to create this appearance that Rumble is taking Rogan away or offering to take Rogan away and save him, but then lets Rogan say, no, Spotify stood by me. They're good people. And in the end, it was Thiel behind both curtains. There's two wizards, and they're both Thiel. Now, look what I just showed you there that Thiel did with Ethereum. Eight years ago, he helped launch Ethereum. Then he goes out and he pretends to be against Ethereum. I've showed you before. He is backing Singularity Institute, backing the Singularity Summit. But then he goes out and trickles out like, well, I don't know about Singularity, folks. I'm not really sure. I showed you he did it with artificial intelligence. He did it with transhumanism. He always creates this scenario in which he takes both sides of every issue and he speaks differently to different audiences. You will see on the next show, he's behind MAGA, MAGA candidates, right? Which whatever MAGA means to you anymore. Remember one time Trump said that MAGA was Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon? Well, that's, that's truly what MAGA is. But so he's behind MAGA while he sits on the steering committee of Bilderberg, Right, He's behind the robot lawyer, do not pay, while his company Palantir is helping the IRS destroy people's lives. He's behind 28, this company that professes to be about natural health for women and wants access to your wife's menstrual records, while at the same time, He's out there building the COVID prison planet contact tracing system for the government. He sits there 
and says he's with and on board with Neuralink brain chip. At the same time, he's backing this BlackRock brain chip. Okay, so he's playing both sides of that. He's invested in Neuralink, but then the articles are written that he's funding a competitor of Neuralink when he's actually involved with both companies. Okay, then he's out there saying he professes life extension. He's seeking immortality, you know, putting drugs in the blood, taking people's young blood and moving it into old blood. Meanwhile, he's backing people like Lars Butler who are writing about the 42 reasons we need killer robots to be able to kill humans. This guy is so evil, folks. His money is everywhere. He is tied into the government at every single angle. You say to yourself, why would this guy seek out life extension? Why would this guy sit there and tell you that Christianity and transhumanism are, in fact, the same thing? That God offers you heaven, but I offer you life extension. I offer you the ability to upload your mind. I offer you the ability to download your mind into a nanobot Iron Man suit. Why is this guy seeking immortality for himself? Because you know it's not for us. He's getting people on board with his technology. He gets people to drop out of college, to come join him, become minions of him. He comes in with money as he's partnered with the CIA and InQtel and invests in your tech companies and takes them over. He has control of Do Not Pay, the robot lawyer, which is getting normal people, regular people, everyday people in need that can't afford an attorney to upload their driver's license, their social security card, other identifying documents, and any problems they may be trying to fight legally, while at the same time, he works for the FBI, the DOD, DHS, HHS, and the IRS. Dude, this guy is the devil. Why do you think he's seeking immortality? I think he's seeking immortality because the man knows he is going to hell. He may not be Christian, but he grew up Christian, and maybe in the back of his mind, he believes, holy crap, I am a sinner. I don't know. I don't care if he's gay, but maybe that's really a burning thing in the back of his mind. Maybe he got entangled in a bunch of crap over the years and became a front man for the government and realizes how evil he actually is and what he helped build. There are people like that. I don't know. I don't know if he has a conscious, but he obviously wants to upload his consciousness to the cloud. He's funding the technology. So who really knows why this guy is doing this, why he's seeking immortality? I think it's because in his mind, in his soul, this man knows he is going straight to hell. Ladies and gentlemen, we will finish up on Peter Thiel tomorrow. I promise. I hope you have a wonderful evening. This is Dustin Gold on the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Check us out, folks. Have a great night. I love you. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash 
Gold.